0: You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi again, everyone. It is time for another edition of Scatter Shooting.
1: That's a tat tat boom.
0: Where we talk about anything (laughs) and everything. Worldly
1: and not so worldly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm Randy Ritter. And I'm Jeremy Griffin. So let's get ready for.
0: Scatter shooting, right? Tat, tat boom. Speaking of <laughs> otherworldly, Yeah. But actually, it turns out not really. Uh, we uh, they're talking about uh, that we may have here pretty soon another
1: moon. Another moon.
0: Yes, there is an object that is approaching that they believe is going to get caught up in Earth's orbit. And originally they assumed it was, uh, you know, some sort of random rock that's just going to come in and circle around and then go off. Now, though, they say it is not showing the characteristics of a natural
1: object. All right. You know what I watched the other day? What? The Day the Earth Stood Still. Really? Yeah, I, I watched the, not the original.
0: Not Oh, I was going to say, the original, it was done back in 1955 no, or whenever that was No, that one's a good
1: one. That's a good, that's a good one, especially if you're just wanting to throw back. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's, it's, one, it's like, how many times have we seen clips from that movie in other movies?
0: When I believe his name was uh, Michael Rennie, I, I think, played, uh, was, was in that, played the alien who controlled
1: the big. The thing. The thing, yes. The monster um, thing. Yeah, let's uh, let's see the day. I'll I'll look it up. And uh, today's show is, or this portion is, brought to you by IMDb, <laughs> Internet Movie Database, um, because that's who we're going to reference to find out the answer to your question. Uh, so the uh, 1951 version was, um, uh, yeah, where is it? Uh, yeah, Michael Rennie, Clock Two. Go. There we go. Oh,
0: yeah, yes, was the creature.
1: Clot 2, yes. Yep. And uh, played by Keanu Reeves in the um, 2008 version. Uh, it was, I've
0: not seen the 2008 version at all.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I don't know how. It, it, it's a three-star rated thing, you know, um, five out of ten. So it's like in the middle, a little over in the middle as far as the critics go. And, and, and not just critics, but people. But I, I kind of forgotten about it. The reason I watched it, I fired up my Hulu account. Uh uh-huh. and I had finished uh all of the not all of them but well maybe all of them of uh ancient aliens there's twelve seasons I've been on a binge on that, and so you know recommended for me to watch was the day the earth Stood still, and I thought that's kind of interesting. I don't know it's pretty good. I liked watching it now. I mean, I didn't have a lot of expectation out of it, even though I'd seen it before.
0: well, I need to check that out i'm I'm watching uh I'm kind of binging a hulu. Show now uh, also, but it's 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 an old one that and I had forgotten. We may have talked about this before, uh, and I'd forgotten really just how good the show was. And also, I was also thinking that uh, you could never put this on television today.
1: Oh, NYPD Blue. Oh yeah, you couldn't put it on TV and
0: uh, because there are words in that show, and not just initials. No of a word, uh, there's the word, the whole word is in that show. Uh, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, nude scenes, not like full front, but I mean, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of that in there and there's a lot of, there's some violence in there and you know, yeah. such as that. But I mean, it was a, was a great, great show. And the characters were just, tremendous yeah and so i'm in about season four or five i guess of 12 wow
1: gosh (laughs) yeah i'm I'm, apparently i'm on season 12 episode 12 of ancient aliens yes according to my current hulu account you know i want to ask you a question i don't know if you've heard about this but uh youtube just made a change to its policy here recently um and
0: youtube or you
1: uh YouTube, YouTube. I would imagine Bono changes his policies pretty regularly, though, too. Maybe. Yeah. So anyway, YouTube made a change of their policy, and I want to get your take on it, because uh, I feel like it's equally kind of somewhat connected with um, kind of the social media pathways we've been seeing here of late um, and restrictions and what they've done is they have broadened the definition of essentially what family-friendly means. And so you have to age verify on a radically larger number of videos. And and so, you know, used to, on YouTube, there are certain things. And I'm not even talking about full nudity or anything like that, but just uh, risque content, that you may they, like
0: lyrics to songs like that one by Cardi B.
1: Probably so. I don't know for sure because I'm always logged in and so I'm automatically age verified, so I don't know what's what's restricted necessarily. But uh but this change, what's relevant though, is like uh, they're including things like quote unquote misinformation. Um, and so it what happens then in that way is that if you can't share YouTube videos, right? So this is the way that so much stuff goes viral. It's a video on YouTube that is shared. Well, if it has to be age verified, that means you can't watch that video unless you're logged in and age verified. And there's a large number of people who don't do either one of those things because they can still watch YouTube without doing that. So what do you think about that?
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> You well, got, if you can still watch it without
1: other, doing that. What's the point? No, you can't. You used to be able to. Now you can't. Oh 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 oh. Yeah. So um so a guy I listen to a lot, Tim Pool. His whole stuff is on YouTube. He has other platforms, but um he talks about uh just is is mostly political, but it's not all political. But he talks about things that you know with uh, like the uh, pandemic with COVID nineteen, the alternative views. I mean, like Southern, you know, USC put out a study. And I find this just amazing. USC puts out a study with mortality rates or, and all of these variables, and and Newsom goes like ignores it. It's one thing to me, like if you were lic- look, looking at a college that is conservative, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um, but this is right there in your home state, man. The research is done. It's the University of Southern California, right? Uh, I'm a little well. Let me here.
0: guess. Uh, I'm not totally, you know, I I couldn't quote that study word for word, but it's probably one that basically bottom line is that this may not be the worst thing that's ever come along. And uh, so it doesn't fit the narrative that, you know, we're all going to die. And so that's probably why he ignores it. Yeah. And, and because that's just kind of the way things are and you know there have been several studies that have pointed out that you know this may not be you know where the death rates are very low it's not nearly as bad as perhaps certainly some people thought although in the beginning really nobody thought it was very bad you know dr Fauci said uh, in the very beginning that you know i really i you know, masks don't really do much good to begin with, and right. you know, really, I you know, I see no uh, need to do that. And Joe Biden, who <laughs> the other day just did, did you see what he said? You know, and it, as we record this, you know, it is the other day. But Joe Biden, Joe Biden uh, said that uh, the other day that uh, that that COVID nineteen was about to crossover the death uh, toll in america was about to cross over the uh, 200 million mark
1: oh nope and
0: i'm like that would be really joe you might want to might want to recheck your math there buddy because there's only about 350 yeah yeah (laughs) the most (laughs) whatever yeah 350 at the most people that million that live here so i mean you know i've already 200 million are dead uh, there's a lot of bodies uh, out there that have been stashed that we don't know about. And the other thing that he said was that, uh, he was criticizing, uh, president Trump for his handling of everything. And he's, he said, if, if, if he had done the right things on this, nobody would have died. <laughs> nobody, nobody wow. would have died. Wow. And I'm like, really Joe, So, uh, yeah, there, so there are all kinds of studies out there and, you know, really, I think a lot of people are now really aren't sure who to trust Yeah, because there's so much information out there. And some of it is at the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, all I can say is, I've never had it as far as I know. If I have had it, I was asymptomatic.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and it goes back to just, just simple realities. Like I've got the CDC pulled up and we look at the U.S. US uh, in 2020, uh, has 331 million people. The life expectancy of those people is 78 and a half years. Right. So you look at COVID-19 deaths and, uh, let's see. Make sure I'm looking at the right thing. Population deaths from all causes, deaths involving COVID. So you've got a hundred and something thousand deaths from 75 to 80 to, or plus 75 plus. So that they're already in the life expectancy range. Well, and, you know and, what I mean? and
0: that number, you know, even though Joe said we were about to cross over the 200 million mark, what he meant to say was the 200,000 mark in deaths right, in right. the United States. And so you're saying a little more than a half of those more than half. have been in that age group.
1: Yeah. Because, uh, and if you drop it down to 65, you're looking at 150 plus thousand over 65 have died from COVID. Now and you-
0: most, uh, you know, I saw a study that, you know, indicated that the overwhelming vast majority of the deaths were with people who had comorbidities. Absolutely, Which, yeah. uh, for those of you listening in Warica, that means they were already sick with something else. Right, right. And
1: uh, and here's, here's the other thing. So total, you ready? I want to give you this. This is the CDC updated September 23rd, 2020, which is yesterday as we record this. And the total number of deaths for school-aged individuals, basically from zero to 24, I can sit here and do the math in my head, because from 15 to 24, there's been 353 people die. Um, from 4, 5 to 14, 31 people. From 1 to 4, 15. And under 1, 20. Again, all of those deaths with co comor- uh, morbidities. So you're looking at, I mean, I said I could do it in my head 384, 399, 419, 419 deaths out of how many millions of cases? Under the age of, so, so we've shut down schools and we've done remote learning because of this. Right. Right. It doesn't make sense. Right. It does not.
0: And, (laughs) and look at, and, and look at what's happened because of that. Oh, yeah. You know, you've had, you know, suicide
1: rates for parents having to teach their kids have gone through the roof. I can tell you that. Well, you know, also,
0: also (laughs) the suicide rates that have, that have gone through the roof are of young people. Yeah. School age. Uh, children, right? Uh, you know, early teens, you know that that age, even even kids younger than early teens, mm-hmm. uh, which is be- because you know they're they're so lost with with what's going on here, and they see some of what's being said, and they begin to believe that there's there's no hope right for the future, and who knows what else might be going on in their lives? You've had other people that have lost their jobs, lost their businesses. You know, there are some places that still have not reopened. Mm-hmm. Businesses are going out of business. Uh, and so that is creating all kinds of problems way beyond COVID-19. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, it's one of those things, and there are more and more people are beginning to come around to that, that the as president Trump said months ago, mm-hmm. you know, we, we can't make the cure be worse than the disease. Well, in many places it has been right. And, and that's caused all kinds of problems.
1: Well, when he said that, man, you remember the outcry? Cause that was the yes. first time where it's all he cares about money. And it's like, no, no, right. The funny thing is, let's just play it out and say all he cares about money. Who cares? Who cares what his personal motivation is? Doesn't really matter. As a collective of human beings, we need to talk about the solution. So, no matter what's said, we need to objectively take a look at it. And all you have to do is go A plus B equals C. You just got to think beyond the first step. The loss of money. Look, look at. Let's go back to the Great Depression. How many suicide? What did the suicide rate do during the Great Depression when people lost their entire? fortune
0: well it was pretty high on that day in 1929 because there were a lot of people jumping out of buildings in new york City. exactly
1: exactly and so my point is is that when people lose out economically they lose hope they were already we we live in a state of hard pendulum swings in this country of hopelessness to hope i mean it's just constantly we don't have any balance here so if you're living on that edge and you're already things are a little rough this just pushes you over the edge Right. So, I, you know, I think that's the simple thing. We're not talking about this long pathway to why it's destructive. It's a short pathway. And then the lack of funds means lack of medical care. How many people are going to die because they don't have the money to go to the doctor? Right. Or the and, insurance because they lost their job? Or,
0: right. Exactly. And we've, we've seen that happen because, you know, when this, when all of this started, what did hospitals do? They shut down their emergency rooms unless you believed that you had COVID-19. Right. You know, and so they were putting off elective surgeries. And a lot of people were scared then at that point, thinking that, well, you know, who are the main people who are at hospitals now? People who have COVID-19. Well, geez, I don't want to go to the hospital. And so they put off their regular cancer treatments. They put off a heart test. Yeah. Some of those people now have died. because they didn't do what they would have done under normal circumstances. And that is a direct response to the nation's response or certain cities and counties' response to COVID-19. Yeah. It's
1: just not a measured response. There's no – and here's the thing. People talk about politicizing it. Let me just make it really clear of why it's politicized. It's not politicized by the nature of – it being a pandemic, it's politicized because your response is not uh, commensurate with other things like it. So you have to search for a motive, right? So why do we respond this way versus other things? Now there's plenty, I'm not in the medical field, but I know that there are lots of medical doctors that disagree with each other. So if you're in the medical field and you're listening to me right now and you're saying, you don't know anything, you're right. But your peers also disagree with you if you, because there is not a consensus there's just not a consensus among medical doctors now the doctors that are saying something opposed to the current narrative that seems to be prominent are silenced by anyone who is in a place to silence them ie facebook uh that's the one that i hear mostly I'm sure, and twitter those two so so you so by the fact that that non medical people in the entities of facebook and twitter are silencing these medical people. Now we've said, well, they're no longer credible who made them not credible, not doctors, not research, a, dis- a position. And so, you, yes, it is politicized because we've stopped paying attention to the facts. I, I struggled with wearing a mask uh, or I struggle today wearing a mask and I had to ask myself why. Right? So it's not because, well, let's, let's back up. When this first started unfolding in March <laughs> And they were talking about wearing masks, not wearing masks. There's a big debate on that. I wore a mask voluntarily. No problem. Why? Because the data that was before me and the common sense that I've gleaned over my 44 years says, you know what? It's not going to hurt me to wear a mask. So I'm going to wear a mask because we don't know anything about this. And then as information came out, not information from media sources like information from the who and from the CDC, not the who the music band the World Health Organization,
0: although with some of the things we've heard, might about as well the, be. Might as well be. They yeah. may know more about it than the WHO because they're apparently hooked well, in with the Chicom's. Right. And well, so, I was going to say
1: the CDC and the WHO don't necessarily agree all the time. But when you just look at data, right? That's all I'm looking at. This is just data. This is information collected. When you look at that, you're like, oh, well, I mean, so the argument went from, and and this is the thing, the government just really. And maybe by, by and large, we are this way, but they just assume the public is dumb because they start off saying we need to flatten the curve two weeks to flatten the curve. I saw a meme the other day. It's now six months into two weeks to flatten the curve (laughs) or whatever the meme was. But I think the thing is we flattened the curve. So then what? Nothing changed. In fact, it got worse in a lot of ways. It's gotten worse. And so, you know, we we're in the middle of the country in Oklahoma, by and large, we're not too greatly affected in terms of our daily lives today as to, you know, can we go to a store? Yes. When you look at states like Texas or uh, California and Oregon and New York and New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, those, those states are still locked down a lot of places like you stores aren't open still.
0: Yes. And so, you know, and, and the other thing that, that we have seen now with not only the pandemic, but lots of other things you know there is uh former Vice President Biden has talked about basically you know like I said, you know, hey, if President Trump had just done what he needed to do, there wouldn't have been any deaths, you know, and they and the that side likes to say basically that he's totally mismanaged this, hasn't done anything of what he needed to do to fight this situation, however, back uh when Um, I believe there was one death attributed to COVID-19 when President Trump stopped incoming flights from China. And Joe Biden said, along with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, that he was a racist, that he was against China. How dare him, you know, do this sort of thing. Nancy Pelosi went to Chinatown in San Francisco saying, well, there's nothing to be afraid of. We're having a great time. Come on down here. Bill de Blasio in New York said much the same thing. Mm -hmm. Went to Chinatown in New York. Don't be concerned about this. There's nothing to be concerned about. And, uh, you know, they were doing nothing but criticizing Trump or stopping flights from China when there had been one death, Right. one death. He started doing that. And then they started ramping up all these things that the Democrats are still hammering them over because they have the mainstream media on their side and they don't bring that sort of thing up very often. Yeah. That, well, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see some of that in the debate. If we actually have those right. that somebody will ask Joe Biden, well, you know, Mr. Mr. Biden, you the other day said if president Trump had just done what he should have done, no one would have died and yet when there had been one death he was stopping flights from china where you, you were saying we don't need it we don't need to be worried about this at all and you guys were saying yeah. come on what's your response to that right and joe will probably say you know i really don't remember that
1: yeah you know th- and this is what frustrates me i i remember um the the in, in on nine eleven, and when all that went down you had a um Republican president. I don't remember the state of the Congress and the Senate, um, the House and the Senate. You might remember which way they were. I feel like you had Republican uh, House then, and maybe maybe it was Republicans in all three. Do you remember? Uh, no, not off the top. So, wasn't my that head. Newt Gingrich days though? That would have been. Yeah, that
0: may have been. We may have had a Republican House, but we may I have had the a Democrat Senate, Democrat Senate.
1: Yeah, so. In any case, here's what I remember from that and I was so proud of my country. Um because I remember all of the Congress I mean, I don't know if it's all of them, but I remember them standing on the steps of the Capitol in solidarity in this moment. And it was a it was a terrorist attack on our own nation, obviously. Um and there's a whole <laughs> we could dive down a whole um conspiracy theory on that. But the point is is that our government set aside their politics not just for a day but for a pretty big period of time right now i think the end results of that were not necessarily good of when they set aside their politics because i think some some laws were passed that are very bad but um point is is they didn't politicize it um and and with this it's 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 such a different world today. I, I am not a fan of Donald Trump when it comes to him as a human being, as a person, his, his approach, his attitude. He's so arrogant and I hate arrogance. Um, but I'm just going to take everything at face value. I'm going to see what he, first thing I'm going to do is I'm not sure here's what I think is really crazy the country at large if something bad happens it's trump's fault if something good happens it's somebody else's fault For some reason only bad things are the president's fault right and only good and all things of the,
0: the good things are uh, you know it's it's joe or it's, uh, you exactly. know it's the democrats
1: Whom, or you know whatever but uh, even the even the handling of covid right you, you did so bad right. what what was within his scope of authority to do well shut the borders down which he did Before anybody wanted him to. Right. And they criticized him for doing that
0: and stop airplane travel from China where, you know, and that's something. The virus came from the Wuhan lab in communist China. Yeah. I don't think there's any question about that. Well, I mean, you know, the Democrats, you know, they and and it's funny when you look back. You know, now they criticize him. You're a racist for saying it's the China virus. Well, when you look back at what was going on when this first started, that's what everybody
1: was calling it. As they should, because the coronavirus has been around for a long time. This was the China strain.
0: Yeah, from the Wuhan, you know, and you would look at what CNN was talking about, even MSNBC and some of the other high, you know, Democrats in Congress, they were all calling it the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus, something like that headlines in the New York times and the Washington post, the Wuhan by the China virus. Then it all of a sudden flipped.
1: Yeah. It's racist. And it's
0: you know, it's, it's racist now. It's not the you know, and you'd have reporters going, you know, why are you calling it the Chinese virus? That's racist. Well, I'm calling it the Chinese virus because it, that's
1: where it came from. And do you think Donald Trump came up with that name? I guarantee you, one of his advisors called it the Chinese coronavirus, or I, maybe <laughs> or read, maybe read the
0: headline in the New, in New York Times York. Exactly. one day or the Washington Post. Go, ah, oh, you know what? That's pretty good. I right. think I'll I'll do that.
1: Logic, you know. Yes, and
0: but, you know, we're in, a, in in election years. Things get very political. Yeah, and it's far worse now because. Trump is so or can be uh, like, uh, as you said, you know, you don't like, I don't like some of the things that he has said and done and all like that. But because of the way things are now, I get it as Mm -hmm. to why he has said some of the things that, that he's said, because for the most part, he believes that the only way his message is going to get out is for him to say it or yeah. to tweet it right because you know you can't trust what is is being put up on ABC NBC CBS CNN MSNBC and he's gotten into tips uh, even with Fox right as well and and Fox is the only place where you're even going to get a hint of the other side of some of these things i mean you know the the the, the guys gals on um, the the other Media. I mean, they don't even attempt to bring up the other side, right. unless it's they think they've got some way to discredit it. They don't even talk about it.
1: You know, and th- this is the thing: when people are critical of conspiracy theorists, and they use the term that the CIA invented um, a long time ago, we can get into that too. But uh, let me tell you why people have are conspiracy theorists. It's really easy um, because what people say and they what people do in the public eye make no logical sense. So the only way a human being observing it can make logical sense of it is to assume there's something more to this story. And as you start diving into something more to this story, you only have to find one or two facts. And all of a sudden you're like, well, there there's an incentive here. And then you find that incentive becomes a full on motive. And then you find even more, you know, you keep going these rabbit trails. Some may be true. Some may not. Cause as you pointed out, how do we know what's true anymore? And this is a place that when you look in the 1980s, the defector from the KGB who was talking about how to change a country, this is key. Get to the point where the population does not know who they can trust and you've won. And that's where we are. If, if anyone out there who wants to tell me, well, you can definitely trust this person. Nobody listened to us can trust us for two reasons. One, we are getting our information in the same place they can. Right. Yeah. That's, so that's the first thing. Second thing is we, they don't know us. They don't know our agenda. But they do know this, we have less to gain than a major news source. And so we become, this is why I think podcasting and and getting your news from the outliers in the media has become so popular. And, And there's a downside to it too, but it's because they don't have much to gain here. They have to make their little living, yes, but they're not becoming these massive conglomerates. And the reality is they can be just as motivated. They have their own bias. I mean, I have bias. You have bias, right? And so, we live in that world that's just completely well. Oh well, we're screwing Well, you know,
0: and and you know the other. It's 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 interesting because now you know people have agendas, especially politically, and with all of this. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats don't even really deny that this is going on. Somebody asked Nancy Pelosi at a news conference one time about disinformation
1: campaign yes she laid
0: out the whole plan she laid it out i I
1: mean unapologetically well you know here's how you do it it felt like i watched that clip it felt like you were in a closed door meeting with the dems giving a giving the interns a little once over as to how we're going to do this yes yes and it was like what (laughs) yeah you're saying this out loud (laughs) yeah
0: and, and i you know it was. Fascinating to watch it and and listen to her lay out. Well, you know you're going to do it. They say you know here's how you do it. You da da, da, da This da, is da, the da, argument
1: da. for letting old people, like really old people, stay in Congress because they just get to the point where they just say stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think a 45 year old would say it. Right. But I think a 75 year old's like I mean you know here's basically what we do.
0: Right. And, I mean you know
1: Pelosi's like 82. 80, yeah. Right.
0: And uh, no I you know she was talking about well you know you plant a story. That's totally false. Right. You know, there may, you know, there's a, maybe the names may be right, but the facts, right. And there may be a little bit of sort of kind of truth to it. Just a little bit where, you know, it kind of helps you believe it and you plant this and then you get it. I mean, you know, just like the Russia thing, you know, with a steel dossier. You plant this and then you get someone to publish it Mm -hmm. and, you know, quoting anonymous sources and all this kind of stuff. And you get it not only published, but published in a quote unquote reputable newspaper like the New York times or the Washington post or the LA, you know, something like that. Not, you know, Joe's hometown paper, you know, wherever, And once you get it published or, you know, in print somewhere or a major news organization does a story on it, you know, CBS Evening News, MSNBC, you know, that sort of thing. Once it's out there, then the person that's, you want the people who've planted the story, then you can go back and you can refer to this story that you planted Mm -hmm. that's totally false that ends up being printed on the front page of the New York times. And then you can say, well, I mean, you know, you don't have to trust me. Just look at the New York times, the headline of the paper, the story there, you know, full well, nothing about it's true because you made it up and planted it. Right, And it's in the paper. And now that it's in the paper, it's public record right. it's a part of the record part of the historic record because if it's in the new york times i mean you you've hit the gold mine if it's in the times or the washington post because then that story which is totally untrue gets picked up by other newspapers around the country and by NBC, CBS, ABC, the New York Times reports today, what you know, whoop de doo Well, then it becomes true, basically. Right. Because, you know, well, geez, it's been, it's in the New York Times, it's in the Washington Post, it's all across the country. I have the, Evening News did a piece on it. Everybody's talking about it. And it's not true at all.
1: Yeah. That is absolutely the strategy out of the KGB handbook. And,
0: and I mean, you know, you don't have to take my word for it. Just probably all you need to do is Google up Nancy Pelosi disinformation campaign. Right. And you can see her talk about it going through just, just pretty much exactly what I said. Yeah. And that's happening. It's It's been happening.
1: Yeah. And we just, the thing is how many people in America don't have any clue about that? You know what I'm saying? I would like, say the, the, probably the majority. I would say the so. The vast too. majority. Because you got to figure how many people voted in the last election in 2016 roughly, like 100 million maybe?
0: Was it? I year? don't think it was that. Many, I don't think but, it was
1: that many, but it was in the ballpark, like 90 something million I feel like. I have the internet right in front of me. How many people? I'm asking yeah. Siri. How many voted in 2016 presidential? This is what they do when they're on a tech support. Election. <laughs> um, it looks like. Oh my gosh, it's not as easily voter turnout. There it is. Um, so it would appear that we had fifty-eight percent of our vote. Let's see, one hundred three million Americans. Yeah, one hundred thirty-eight. Okay, so there you go. One hundred thirty-eight million. So, what was I going to even say about that? Oh yeah, one hundred and thirty eight million so let's assume that the voting population knows that is even paying attention right because the, the other fifty percent of our population that means they're not even they, they don't care they're not even they, they're on cloud nine living their life right, and so what do they get? whatever the meme says is what they think is true right, right. exactly correct.
0: And, and, you know, there's, uh, you know, there are so many people and you can tell that there's not a whole lot of people that care or at least care enough to go vote because of what's happening around here. Now, all the voter registration drives, yeah you got to get registered. You got to go vote and hearing from, you know, I, I, I remember seeing reports from NFL teams NFL players, NBA players, you know, we went out and our whole team registered to vote. You're Whole team registered to vote. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. It means that nobody on your team was registered before.
1: Yeah. And
0: you know, a couple of those guys might be really young, but you got a lot of people that are in their twenties yeah. in their thirties. And I mean, i find not registered at all.
1: I find that hard to believe. I think that's hyperbole. And it's... And it, I mean, from their standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. I, you know, But I, I don't, hope, know. Let me put I don't it, know. I hope it it's hyperbole. It would not
0: necessarily shock me.
1: <laughs> no. Well, and it wouldn't either. I mean, I, I get how that would happen. Because you figure those guys, if you're playing professional sports from about the age of 16 on, it's a whirlwind of what you're doing. Right. And the last thing you're probably thinking about is voting. Right.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it may not really... You know, especially if you're a successful player and you're making millions, tens of millions of dollars a year, it may not really impact your life too much. Right. You know, as to what's going on. You may not really care what the president says or what the mayor of the town that you're in, what they say.
1: Have you have you seen the the current bill that's being pushed in California right now to increase Uh, the uh, income tax, state income tax, to like fifty-eight or fifty-something percent to the top four or five percent earners,
0: which would include those some of those guys. It would
1: absolutely include some of those guys. But here's what is so interesting: those guys won't have a lot of choices. But you've seen Elon Musk and you've seen uh, Joe Rogan leave California. This brilliant plan to, because here's the other thing: that that percentage of people, they are responsible for forty percent of the income, the revenue in the state, right? Now if they leave the state doesn't Where is that
0: money going to come from?
1: Absolutely. Where
0: is that money
1: going to come from? I mean, dude,
0: California. See, that's another thing woo. about when when people say it's always popular, Oh,
1: tax the rich. Who we'll can who the, can afford to move? And better yet, those who couldn't afford to move, think about that. If you're if you're in that category, moving isn't a big deal to you? Go to Nevada. Right. It's
0: a couple hours away. Right. And, uh, you know, at, at this point, you know, with all the fires in California, which, which is another thing, you know, they have mismanaged because of all the, and all the environmentalist wackos that are out there, you know, they don't, the, the, the federal government and forest management situations, you know, you're, uh, you try to manage these, you can't just let a forest grow willy nilly. Right because it's it's fuel. Yes. It, yes. And and there are programs where you go out and you try to cut down the underbrush and all like this. There's also some areas where you do prescribed burns to burn off some of that fuel for these fires. That's how some
1: trees will grow. You can't even get growth without. Right,
0: right. Exactly. But you know, in some of those areas of California, Oh no, you don't want to we can't get ah, we can't do that. And you know, and so they've they've prohibited some of these things from happening out there. Now that's not the reason for all of these fires, but it's one of the reasons why they've spread so quickly. And most of these are because of, you know, you know, people not only are they stupid at times, but they are capable of doing some terrible things. Yeah. And Some of these fires have been arson fires. That's the terrible thing. The people are stupid things. Some of them have been, you know, some dude smoking a regular cigarette. Maybe he's smoking a doobie and he just not thinking tosses it out the window. Mm -hmm. There it goes. And it's so dry out there. That sort of thing. You know, it catches on fire. Most of these fires were the result of some sort of human intervention intervention where it's somebody that actually has set the fire intentionally or somebody that's unthinking, tossed a cigarette out the window. They now believe this big fire, the Bobcat fire may have started because of a power line Mm. situation because they've gone back and look at, looked at records and show that there was a, uh, on one of the big, uh, transformers and on those high high of uh, voltage lines, someone looking back through the record noticed an anomaly with one of those just minutes before the first fire call came in mm. and the fire was right around this, uh, transmission air area, uh, where they noticed the anomaly as to something had happened there. So mm-hmm. they're thinking now that that may have caused a spark. And because the undergrowth uh, was rather heavy and dry that, you know, the spark came down, started the, uh, started the fire.
1: Yeah. It's great. I wonder how many people who are vacationing there, which there's probably not a lot right now, but who would be vacationing in those areas from out of state, are ignorant to the realities of how easy it is to start a fire. Cause I know like in my backyard, I'm building a fire pit or have built one in the process of trying to get the ground ready. I, I burned off grass and it was hard. <laughs> it was not easy. You know, my yard's not going to catch fire. I don't even think about it. And I go out there and burn weeds. It's not going to catch fire. It's really green and it's not dry. Right. But I think, you know, I can see people coming in that are used to that going, well, I mean, I'm, I could throw a roach down. It's not going to matter, you know?
0: Yeah. And then there's people, I think some of those fires were started by, uh, fireworks mm. and it's hard to know, uh, whether that's you know, arson or not. Right. Yeah. You know, it may have just been somebody, you know, shooting off fireworks, not thinking, you know, being stupid, not thinking, oh, you know, geez, I'm going to start a hundred thousand acre forest fire because of, you know, I'm knocking, you know, lighting some black cats over here. Right. Uh, but you know, that has happened also, but they also believe some of that may have been arson because, you know, it'll just create problems and that's kind of what we have going here. A lot of people are, are into this whole agitation thing, you know, with some of the riots that we've had, you know, there's been video of these mysterious U-Haul trucks that will show up and people seem to know right where they are. And they open them up There's a video on the other day from Louisville where, uh, you know, people all of a sudden knew to go to this mystery U-Haul truck that was parked uh, near a location where they wanted to have some things go on and you open up the back door and there's people coming out of there with, with signs and shields and weapons and all, all this kind of stuff. And you're
1: like, hmm. So here's the, so that truck that that's factual, Right. We know that they opened the truck I've seen a video. You've seen video. I mean so I assume it's factual. Just yes. just so everyone has clear if, if if a truck did come to deliver weapons, it is a conspiracy. By definition, right. that's a conspiracy. A secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful right. That's a conspiracy.
0: And, uh, you know, the justice department, the FBI are trying to track down who is responsible for renting that. I mean, there should be records. The, yeah. You know, who rented it? I mean, that's one, one of how, you know, Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols were, you right. know, were tracked down was because of, you know, all of that, you know, the renting the rider truck as to who rented the U-Haul, who picked it up. You know, uh, all that should be in, in the records somewhere. Now, I mean, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, the name was an actual real, I mean, you know, if you've got, and some people are saying there's a lot of big money involved in this and if that's true and it likely is, I mean, it's, you know, not some guy that's you know, making $5 an hour done this. It's probably some rich guy somewhere, organization that's got a lot of money.
1: (laughs) Care to throw out any guesses or is that for next episode? Uh, I mean, you know, it's,
0: (laughs) it's not beyond the realm of possibility that, you know, whoever came to pick that up, they were using a fake ID and a fake name and a fake address and all this kind of stuff. Right. I mean, you know, Geez, if 18-year-old kids can get fake IDs, I'm sure somebody who wants to cause massive trouble can get a fake ID too. Oh, yeah. So, but they're going to track, try and track that down and trace the money and find out who's responsible for that. Uh, but I, I think there's no question that sort of thing has happened. Now, I've also seen you talk about laws that are, may come on the books. The governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, has introduced some legislation, what he would like to see in Florida that would criminalize some of this behavior. It's already criminalized to a certain extent, but he would, he would make it felonies with automatic jail sentences for people who are involved in the organization of this and people who are involved in not peaceful protests, but what has turned into riots and the blocking of highways without a permit highways and streets and things like that. And it would also be, I was reading this and, you know, we had an incident in Tulsa with people who were blocking I-244 in Tulsa and a guy in a pickup and a horse trailer put a pistol up on his dashboard and started trying to drive through all of that. And the main reason he was obviously he's trying to get out of there because he feared for his safety because, you know, some people, certainly people of a certain age, Mm -hmm. remember what happened during some of the Rodney King riots out in Los Angeles. That poor truck driver who was pulled out of the cab of his truck and, and beaten right on live television. They were concerned about that. And they also had horses, a couple of horses in that trailer. And there were firecrackers that were being thrown into that trailer horse trailer and the horses were going freaking nuts. So he's trying to get out of there. Well, that legislation that DeSantis is proposing in Florida would make that sort of thing a felony. If you're blocking that road, it would also uh, give no criminal liability to drivers who are trying to drive out of there. Because you know you don't.
1: What else can you do?
0: What else can you do? Right. You know, at some point, if somebody's blocking your way, you're on a highway, and you know there are people around with clubs and ball bats and things like that. Well, you know, you don't want to run somebody over, but yeah, there's a limit. You know, if somebody's going to be trying to block you in, and there's. They're waving bats around and maybe they're starting to attack you. What are you supposed to
1: do? Well, and here's what's interesting to me. The stuff on the interstate is a great example. To me, a peaceful protest is, is logistically. Not on an interstate well, highway. It's definitely not that because it should be logistically targeted. You have a problem with the sheriff, you go to the sheriff's department. You got a problem with the mayor, you go to the capital unit or the, or the uh, seat city, of the city, yes. yeah, city hall. If you have a problem with the governor, you go no, to the capital. Right. It, it, who, who's your problem when you're going to the interstate? Because this is just a dude trying to do. You know, it's people traveling. They may not even be from the state, right? It's called they, an interstate, right? Now there are ways. I mean, you know, there are
0: permitting procedures. Just like if you're having a parade, yeah. you know, you have to close the street down. And you get a permit for that. You can also get a permit for a peaceful protest to march on right. a street or a highway. You can get those too, yeah. But you because you know the i mean the they'll let you do that but you have to have the police need to barricade i mean They've make a it highway safe. for crying out loud it's an interstate highway right people are going 70 or 80 miles an hour and on that's the darn if thing. it's
1: an interstate highway doesn't that preclude any kind of permitting i mean it, it would be federal jurisdiction would it not
0: well you can get it's my understanding you can get that and there's some of those that mm. you know that can happen but you have you have to go through that process yeah you can't just go like what happened here uh, up on i244 and here as well on i235 and Broadway extension when they were doing some of the marches in Oklahoma City yeah there were people that ran out onto i-235 and there were there were people who were coming up on this driving at highway speeds and all of a sudden people are locking up their brakes and' they don't know what don't know what's going on-hmm and uh, you just can't have that yeah. because people are going to get killed one way or the other, and you just can't do that. And it's, it's, it's that.
1: unfortunate because the people that are in that process are, by and large, people who are not the problem. I mean, you're not, the, these aren't the, the you know people driving. Or, it's it's indiscriminate. It's just who, whoever's there. I mean, if, what if it's a 17-year-old girl who's just learning to drive or, I mean, she's been driving for a year, but they don't even know what to do in that situation. I mean, My 20-year-old's clutch went out while on the interstate. Um. That that what what do you do with that experience, right? You you got to figure it out. You got to navigate it. And he's twenty, or right. twenty one. Excuse me, he's twenty one. So imagine that same twenty one year old coming up on a group of violent people, dude. Right. They're not ready for that. Or not right. even. Let's forget violent, because I'll be yelled at for that. But let's just say they're peaceful protesters in the middle of. I did air quotes. Peaceful protesters in the middle of the interstate. They're not going to know what to do, right? And and you don't so, know what's
0: going on. And so that's why there's, you know, you're go through the process here. And if you can get approval, highway patrol goes out there or the city police and block off a stretch here for a certain amount of time. I mean, those permits only last for, okay, well you can do it for an hour Mm -hmm. or you can do it for, you know, whatever. And then, you know, you get beyond that and then it's like, okay, we got to shut this down. This permit was from here to here. Beyond that you're breaking the law. Yeah. And, Mm um, you know, people start saying, well, you know, we have a right to do this. We have your our first amendment, right? Yes. You have your first amendment, right? To say all do your protest, but you do not have the right to impinge on other people's rights. Right. And, uh, and that's, some people don't understand that.
1: Yeah. So, um, kind of transition a little bit into this, uh, saying that staying in the same topic, because this is news today, uh, I don't know when it happened. I think over the weekend, maybe I'm not sure, but um, uh, the black lives matter organization that you can go look up their, um, their Facebook page or their website is blacklivesmatter.com. Um, people asked me about my support or not support of that group where I stood on that. And I, I told them I do not support the organization. I support the sentiment, not the organization. And I told them why, and here's a quote from why this is, this was my main reason. There was a several other reasons but, um, this was one of their, off of their about page. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. So I really did not take too kindly to the idea that they're removing, intentionally removing fathers from that equation. And I'm, uh, I'm reading this quote now on the New York post, um, NewYorkPost.com uh, or NYPost.com, but it's the New York Post uh, because it's changed. They've, take, they've taken their about page and they've radically simple, simplified it. Um, they uh, this article is talking about this whole thing. It says uh, this group, whose co-founder or co-founders um, are trained trained Marxists, by their admission, they removed the page. What we believe. Uh, that included its public policy positions as well as describing itself as part of the global Black fl- family, and you know this idea, you know they they uh, Thursday they also uh, the page which no longer is available this that that specific page said that Black Lives Matter aimed to dismantle the patriarchal practice that leads to mothers having to work double shifts to make ends meet. Now, all I can do in that the patriarchal practice, right? Uh, they're getting rid of dads look up any stat about fatherless homes and tell me that this is an organization you should get behind any stat you want to look up. It will absolutely. I don't care what you want to say. Taking the father out of the home is the worst thing you can do for a child statistically. And, uh, that's why I don't support them. Well, they changed it as of this week. And I find that very interesting. Now here's what I find most interesting is that they took it off their website. Do you think they've changed? <laughs> or did they just take it off their
0: website? Uh, they just took it off their website because, you know, you, you were, we're finally starting to hear Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer condemn some of the violence that's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, they never did it before. No. In fact, they were encouraging it. Right you know, encouraging people to uh, radically protest this and create problem, all, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, several, several uh, high-ranking uh, Democrats in Congress were encouraging people. Maxine Waters in California. Oh, yeah. You know, she was encouraged during a speech. She was talking about, you know, if you see someone, she was specifically talking about, anyone involved in the Trump administration, anyone involved in Republican leadership of Congress, and you see them having lunch, go and get in their face. Don't let them have pe- You know, she was encouraging them to go to their homes yeah, and scream and yell and protest and all like this.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm going to give the Democrats some advice, and this is coming from a libertarian centrist. Here's the advice I'm going to give you when you, and and this goes for black lives matter and they're not going to listen or take it but doesn't matter if you want people to believe like what you're saying i hadn't heard them do this uh condemn the violence yet so I, i've missed that but even even at that here's what i know without even checking on it that they did not do they did not say now i know in the past i said this no they, no, they did not <laughs> say they will that. not acknowledge that no. and that right there is why What they're doing is so clearly politically motivated. They're only trying to get votes. You don't know what they actually think and believe. Well, you kind of do because of their long history, right? But the reality is when a person says, you know what? I said this. I recognize it. And I probably even believed it at the time. But I was wrong. And here's what I think we should do next. When a person says that, people go, oh you've acknowledged that you didn't always say this when that acknowledgement doesn't happen they're that arrogant that they have so much belief that when they speak people just go oh okay yeah i believe you right that they don't even acknowledge it because as far as they're concerned that was last night's news cycle well it's
0: just like it, it's just like you don't you don't hear them say when they talk about you know this administration has not done anything right when it comes to covid they haven't they or they've talked about they never believed it was a threat. Right. All like this. If he'd have just what Joe Biden said the other day, if if the Trump administration, if Trump had just done what he needed to do from the beginning, nobody would have died. Right. Well, I mean, you know, he's not saying he didn't say before then, you know what? In the beginning, I criticize, I call the president racist for shutting down air traffic from China. I didn't, I yeah. said, Hey, this is no big deal. This is nothing
1: to worry about. You know what? I was wrong. You didn't hear him say that. And you know what's stupid. Most of the country are not extremists. And so that response that he gave appeases extremists. It doesn't, it doesn't appease the majority of people. It's a bad strategy. Well, and, and you don't, a lot of people
0: forget Yeah. that, you know, what was being said back in February and March, they hear Joe Biden right now go, I condemn this violence, you know, you you know, that is never right. They hear him say that now and they're like, yeah, Joe doesn't want that. But they're not remembering that several months ago he was like, "Ah, you know, geez. What's like when people either he didn't condemn it or he was like, you know what? I'm, I'm all in most of these protests have been uh, peaceful. I mean, you know, I'm not going to stop people from uh, protesting this. They're mad. They're upset. They're doing what they're doing. Yeah. You know, and we talked about the last one of our more recent shows But studies now indicate it looks like that the peaceful protests are going to have a damage uh, tag of anywhere from $1 to $2 billion. Yeah. And yet the story in the media is, uh, you know, they were mostly
1: peaceful. Uh,
0: and they're like, really? Mostly peaceful? And the bill could be as high as $2 billion? Yeah. How does that happen?
1: Sounds great to me. <laughs>
0: You know, it's like, but geez, if that's what a, you know, mostly peaceful result in $2 billion in damage, I'd sure hate to see what a really violent one would have done.
1: Right. Well, Hey, we are, uh, we're pretty much out of time here, but I have a, I have a request. Can, in our next episode, can we talk about conspiracy theories? Sure. Cause I I'm excited about some conspiracy theories that I want to throw out. And you know, we're Love not conspiracy. This theory. one was all po- po- uh, political and that's not, normal for us Well, it wasn't not normal for us it wasn't at the very beginning because remember i was
0: talking about the moon uh, that's true
1: (laughs) i think it's my fault so i apologize (laughs) maybe
0: we'll get into that one too on our next one yeah all right well that'll do it for us this time right now he is
1: jeremy griffin
0: i am randy renner Thanks for listening, and this is Scatter Shooting, where we talk about anything
1: and everything.
0: Join us again next time for another edition of Scatter Shooting.